0: Good morning. I'm Lynn Lee, and you're listening to Money FM's breakfast show on Mind Your Business. Today, we zero in on a topic that's gaining traction worldwide: digitized national currencies, or what are now more commonly referred to as central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs, in short. Governments across the globe are developing CBDC trials, exploring the potential of these digital currencies to transform our financial systems. According to the Centre for Strategic and International Studies, the closest to a full-scale launch is likely to be China next year, where it was the first to introduce the digital yuan or e uh, Chinese yuan in August 2020. Singapore has also made progress in its CBDC projects with central banks in countries uh, such as uh, Australia, Malaysia, Canada, France, as well as a new initiative called Ubin Plus, which is an expanded collaboration with international partners on cross-border foreign exchange settlement using wholesale CBDC. In May this year, the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York's New York Innovation Centre published the findings of its cross-border CBDC experiment. So what are the findings and what does that mean for Singapore's financial ecosystem and businesses? We are speaking to Ellen Lim now, Deputy Director and Division Head of Fintech Infrastructure Office and Fintech and Innovation Group at the Monetary Authority of Singapore. He's on the line to share more with us. Welcome to the show, Alan. Good morning to you.
1: Hey, Hi. Good morning.
0: Okay, Alan. We talked about that uh, report that MES and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York's New York Innovation Center have done, right? And you've published some findings of uh, the cross-border CBDC experiment. So, can you explain what distributed ledger technology or DLT is?
1: Perhaps to answer that question, perhaps better to understand it in maybe in the context of our, our discussion over here. So, the way that perhaps we experience money today in a physical in a form, we have the notes and, the, and coins. Let's say fiscally, if we were in the same room today, if, let's say we were, let's say, buying and selling goods and services. Let's say I would pay, let's say, $5 for a cup of coffee that you would offer. I would hand you, let's say, the $5 note over to you in settlement for, let's say, coffee that's been made and provided to me. The term that we use is settlement, i.e., I've dis- discharged ob- discharge my obligation, I paid you, the money is settled. In a, a digital and electronic form, what happens is that the experience that I might have, you might have, when paying for something, you might get a sense that that is actually happening immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, as a consumer, you feel that the payment is actually completed. But it's a technical process that happens behind the scene, which we refer to commonly as settlement. That's where actually the fund transfers actually happen behind the scene. So going back to the scenario where we, we spoke about uh, you and I, let's say, buying and selling co- coffee. If we were to buy and sell goods and services, for example, on the internet, across borders, that actual transfer of money doesn't happen physically. It happens behind the scene. And in order for that fund transfer to happen, it needs to go through the settlement process which I've described. And um, in order to do that, actually, the, the funds don't move immediately behind the scenes. The consumer feel it's done immediately. But the banks go through the settlement process. It could be done um, several times a day. It could be done once at the end of the day. Uh, if you extend that concept out to uh, across borders mm-hmm. with multiple currencies, multiple central banks, Commercial banks that involve involved over here, uh, it involves the settlement process could actually take much a much longer time. It may take days in some cases for the actual transfer of the funds to happen behind the scenes such that when it's recorded on the books of the respective financial institutions that involve, involved, it could actually happen at a later date. So that's when the settlement process actually happens. So going back to your question about distributed ledger technology mm-hmm. and what it means. So traditionally, the accounting record, the books, the system of record in which you account for the assets and the liabilities that a commercial bank in this case, when, when when you do the transfers, it's recorded today in a single ledger that's owned and operated by the commercial bank in this case. But not everybody banks with the same bank. We may have different banks in this case. So the banks would therefore have to settle between themselves. They would have to move the funds across themselves. In Singapore, we do have a centralized settlement uh, ledger which the banks are involved in and they settle on a regular basis. But across borders, across different countries, there is no single centralized ledger that's owned and operated by a single, let's say, central bank or single organization that does that. So what um, happens in order to facilitate that is that the diff- what we term as correspondent banking relations where the different banks, commercial banks around the world, will need to set up a correspondent banking arrangement such that they would actually have an account with the, let's say, the sender's bank or with the corresponding ledger in order to facilitate this fund transfer. So this has resulted, I guess, ultimately in issues such as the lack of the time it takes in order to effect this transfer. And it could take a long, uh, so the time it takes. And because it, um, different ledgers are actually operating at different time, time zones, different operating hours. So we get friction in that sense when you are moving across borders. And because of that, it's not exactly scalable in some respect to have this being operated, being set up across borders in different jurisdictions. So that's where uh, an alternative solution that people are exploring to address some of these issues has come up and that's what's commonly termed as distributed ledger technology. So distributed ledger in contrast to that centralized ledger approach. So instead of having your own system of record, your own database, distributed ledger is to have multiple copies, Mm. multiple databases if you would, of the accounting entries actually captured and uh, that copy is actually maintained by multiple Parties could be maintained by, let's say, the, the different commercial banks having the same view or the same record across all of them. It could potentially be um, the same view, the same accounting record that's. Helped by the central banks involved in this process, for example, across borders. So that's what we are looking at: uh, the idea of having a distributed ledger across borders, uh, potentially with different parties that are involved that's involved in operating, posting a copy of that, and potentially administrating what's happening on that distributed ledger.
0: All right, thank you very much uh, Ellen for sharing about CBDCs with us this morning. Thank you very much. Ellen Lim there, Deputy Director and Division Head Fintech Infrastructure Office and Fintech and Innovation Group from the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Stay with Money FM 89.3.
1: To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O, available on Google Play or the App Store.